for the hyphenated. This is your story. This is your son. These are our sins. And how did we ever get here without them? Patrick Rosal. It was a day of soul, sunlight, and smoke. Curtains thin as bedsheets glowed gold as roosters called out from the backyard on the other side of the concrete walls and single-pane windows. On the floor of the room, my father and his two brothers shared growing up. My mom held me as I held a lifeless puppy and cried. The oscillating fan hummed, blowing warm air on us every few seconds. Welcome to Sacred Reading at Brandon High School, patron saints of nothing. I am Miss Huff. I am so happy to be back with you guys. With me today is... Mrs. Bohr, and I am also excited to be here today. So, welcome to season four of our podcast. If you're new to this, what we do each week is pick a quote from the section of the book that we've read, read it, and then use a sacred reading practice to talk about it. The one we use most often that we'll use today is called Lectio Divina. It's a process that monks used to use to make meaning of sacred text. And basically what we're doing is saying that this book is sacred, that the experiences of this high school kid, this Filipino-American in the book, Jay, this is sacred. His experience matters. What does this have to teach us about our lives and what's going on around us. So, um, out of the introduction and the first chapter, Ms. Bohr and I picked a quote on actually page two because it's shortly after the introduction and it's in the last full paragraph of page two. It says, with spring break around the corner and then only a few more weeks after that until graduation, the future is a wall of fog obscuring the horizon. So the steps of Lectio Divina are that first we will talk about literally what's going on in the book and the chapter right here. And then we'll talk about allegorically, how does this feel like other texts, other books, other movies. And then we'll talk about personally, how does this feel like our lives? And then based on our conversation, a call to action. What do we want to do now? So literally what's going on in the book right here <laughs> so literally he is um on a rooftop with his friend who is smoking <laughs> um and they're talking about their their lives and particularly he's talking about school and that they're open up spring break and that there's only a couple of weeks left kind of like we are right now we are headed into spring break and there's only a few weeks after spring break for the rest of the school year and we feel the, the fog. I, yeah. I, I do. I, I feel a fog. Sure. And um, so he's saying like yeah. the fog obscures the horizon because it sounds like in this chapter he's going to Michigan University, but he it's obviously not his first choice of school. And he talks about not knowing really what he wants to do when he gets there or beyond. So his whole life you know you you go through you graduate high school and then what right then the real world hits and he doesn't really know so literally he's facing a fog yeah allegorically you know i see in a lot of texts especially a lot of the ones that i read in the media center ya books you know people who don't know what the future holds 
interestingly, that's usually at the end of the books. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that in Jackpot by Nick Stone, um, which was about a young girl in Atlanta, a senior. She ends up dating this guy who has like all this money and she doesn't. Uh, and, but really, they get together at first as an alliance over a lottery ticket. She works at a gas station, and he had come in on Christmas Eve uh, with a couple other people, and her gas station had sold a winning lottery ticket that night. And he is helping her to find the woman who she thinks got the winning lottery ticket. It was like this little old lady um, who would so deserve it because she was actually a nice customer and could use it, and but it hasn't been claimed. The woman mentioned having some memory problems though. So the two characters go on this odyssey to try and find her. Well, at the end of the book, you know, all of your conflicts get resolved and everything, but it's not like it ends, they were high school students. It's not like it ends with them like happily ever after and married. And blah, blah. It ends with their conflict being resolved and then her looking forward to the future and being like, I'm excited, but I don't know what's coming. Right. The fact that she's excited is huge. I don't know that Jay is excited. He, I do not think he's excited. I think he is wary of the future and he... Um, certainly, I mean, this is the start of the book, and he's going to go through some some troubles, I yeah. imagine. Uh, it is the start of a book. <laughs> it is the start of a book, and there's going to be some conflict that arises, and maybe the future that he pictures for himself will not end up being the future at all. Like, I mean, right now he's set to go to Michigan, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Like, I don't know, because I haven't, I haven't finished the book yet. Right. Um, so as we think about other texts, I usually hear this at the end yeah. more than the beginning because yeah. the author only writes a certain story. Interesting to see him work through a fog mm -hmm. throughout it. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. As we look at personally, you've mentioned a couple times oh. the fog that's real. Tell me how you're feeling. I feel that I am in a fog right now that this, this year has been hard, you know? It's been an incredibly tough year, and I feel like we've been like held back at every step that like every every step has been challenging and that it's been hard to see a future I've been looking into this fog going what is going on and, but I do feel like some of the fog is starting to clear that that I can see a future that school that things are going to return to normal soon hopefully hopefully or, or more normal or something I don't know yeah this pandemic really has felt like a fog it has uh, that we didn't know what this school year would look like at the beginning of the year, that we don't know what next year looks like. Um, you know, I, I know when we hit Thanksgiving that there were some kids who said to teachers, Miss, I'm, I'm nervous for break. The last time we had a break, we didn't come back. And we did come back from Thanksgiving, and we did come back from the winter break, and, but we're heading into spring break, and this was the time last year. I can remember our conversation yes. with you <laughs> where we were talking about what was going to happen with coronavirus and the start of lockdowns, and maybe it would just be an extended spring break. Maybe we'd have two weeks. Right. I had no idea at that point that it would be a, a year, and it's been a year since this whole thing started, and... Our lives have changed tremendously, and 
I was staring at the future before and had no idea that this is where we were gonna be. And and we've come so far, but I, I do feel like we are moving forward and we are going to end up somewhere, I don't know. But we definitely still are in a bit of a fog. We are. It's so I don't foggy. know where we'll end up. I don't know if, you know, the vaccines that we have out right now, whatever your belief is on them, they're still only being offered to like 18 and up is what they've been tested for, yeah. which means that all of our students here can't get them yeah. until they do more testing. And I don't know the ethics of testing on children. Right. I don't know how that works. So... I don't know when that happens. So there's still a huge fog over what the rest of this year would look like, what next year would look like, even if all teachers were vaccinated and and whatever else, if students aren't. Right. That's still going to be know, do we? Yeah, that's still putting people in, in danger. So I hope that we find a way through this fog. And I hope that Jay is able to find through his fog as well. Um, and, and I get that my husband changed majors like five times in college. You know, this, his fog, Jay's fog is not something that is unique to him. That's, that's a very real thing to be 17 on the way to maybe college and not really know what's going to happen. So, um, I'm interested to take the journey with him. And I think as we look at personally a call to action, he talks about this fog and not knowing what he's going to do and the sadness in the first chapter. It just makes me remember what it felt like. I often say like, it's okay to not have all the answers. And I've seen in a lot of literature and things, it's, it's about the next right thing, which actually is in Frozen 2 because I have a little girl. But <laughs> You know, when the future is not clear, you look at the next right thing. But even that, he's not sure. And I need to remember that when the people around me aren't sure of the next step, just being sure isn't really a good thing. It isn't helpful. And that it's better to sit with people. I saw this about depression. There was like a a description of it as like being down in a hole. Mm -hmm. And just to have someone with sympathy come up and be like, oh, looks like you're in the hole. I see that. Um, Here, let's climb out. Doesn't always really work. But to have empathy and to be the person who climbs down there as well and says, this sucks right now, doesn't it? I'm here. And just to sit with the person might be better. So that's kind of what I want to try here is that all of the people around me who are in a fog and don't know what their next step is and where they're going from here to just sit with them and be like, okay, I feel that that's scary. I I think that's great. I, I know I have been feeling myself that I need time to sit and process and be simply be. And I, that that call to action of of empathy and being either either if it's in yourself or being with those that are closest to you that maybe need that empathy is a really great call to action um yeah thanks okay so if you guys need somebody to sit with you and and just be 
Miss Bora and I are here. I'm really also looking forward to reading this book in community with you guys, and I think that it will have a lot to teach us. I did post a discussion board post in Canvas, so on the media page, if you click on One Book, One School, there's lots of ways to engage with this book. If you click on the discussion board, right now I have a post about the introduction through the theme of loss, which just means we're looking at how loss is something that we see as important in the opening chapter. How do you deal with loss? What do you see in the chapter? Does it teach you anything? What do you think about it? I'd love to hear from you. You can also send in a voice memo on Canvas and tell us what you think of this chapter or the next chapter, and I will hear from you soon. I hope to drop a second episode over break as well. All right, thank you guys so much, and if you wanna to talk to me about the book, if you're in my class, I would love to talk about it. Have a great day.